0: You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams.
1: It's Wednesday, so it's time for Wayne on Wednesday. Wayne McCurry is a portfolio manager at FNB Wealth and Investment in Johannesburg. I think everyone's waiting for one thing, and that's the US Federal Reserve tonight, Wayne. What's the consensus at, yes. your, at your institution? Is it 75 basis points up?
0: Yes, I'm, I think that's a, that's a given. But of course, what, they, what they're going to say... Is more important, I suppose, yeah. than than anything else. Is, is the actual statement after the meeting? Because there's quite a few stories going around now. Whether that's right or wrong, of course, we don't know. And um, that the next one, they might give some sort of indication that uh, the next hike might not be quite so big.
1: Right. Yes. Just twenty-five or fifty. Probably. So, probably fifty. Yeah. yeah. Well, certainly the market, if, if you look at the, the f- forward rate agreement market or whatever the equivalent is in the United States of America, it certainly appears that the curve is adjusting itself for this being the last 75 basis points. And um, yeah, they, yes, they, they probably, they've probably done enough now, haven't they? I mean, maybe uh, maybe one in December. Um, but um, after that, they can start tapering off a bit. I mean, look at the Bank of England. The Bank of England has, um, um, is, 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 has changed its policy, so why can't the US change its? I know it's not quite the same thing, but, um, yeah, I, I, I think they were too late. Now they've packed them all in. This will be the fifth rate, rate rise, won't it? It's, it's yes.
0: Since March? <laughs> Something, it, it must be, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it, uh, I think it actually is.
1: But um, the other thing, Wayne, is that the S and P 500 over the last two weeks has rallied by nine percent, which is a, a really, yes, really very b- strong, b- really big move. Now, again, you say to yourself, does that mean that they are all the equity traders, like bond traders, are also anticipating uh, the, the the really big moves being out the way from the U.S. Federal Reserve, or is it just people uh, positioning themselves for the end of the year, which is normally a good time for equity investors?
0: Yeah, look, I'm not a, I'm not a big believer in. Uh the rally at the end of the year type of thing. Um, I, I think that that's – statistically, it seems to be the case that most of the time it does go up, but it will do that until the year you try and make money out of it, and then that year it will go down. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, as, as we've been speaking about for a long time, inflation is going to fall rapidly in the first half of next year because then your year-on-year measurements – of oil, of food, of commodity prices, et cetera, is coming off a very, very high pace. So you going to those numbers are going to be sharply negative, let alone positive, you know, small positive there. You know, hints of an economic slowdown should sort of dampen the wage demands of people, you know, so that wage inflation might also start to come down. Yes. And of course in the US in particular, a strong dollar is very deflationary. Eh?
1: Yes, very much so. But on the other hand, we do get a recession next year, which many people are calling, uh, calling that particular. Then what happens Does the Fed say, right, we've raised rates. We've gone a little bit too far because we've gone into recession. Now we're going to cut rates again. Can they do that that quickly? Is that
0: disruptive? Yes. No, they can do that just as quickly.
1: Mm.
0: You know, interest rates go in a cycle. You know, they don't hold them at three percent or four percent forever they react to inflation so it goes up and then when inflation falls it goes down so it could be quite normal and then every time they say oh you overreacted on the upside and "Oh, you overreacted on the downside let's just follow what inflation does they literally just follow the market
1: Hmm. Yeah, they trade what they see on the screen. Okay. Well, that's the U.S. out of the way. What's been happening in in South Africa? Um, stocks wise today, individual stocks. There's been a trading update from Pepcor, and also Discam came out with yes its, uh, interim results to the end of of August. Um, discam has been quite a good uh, performer, hasn't it?
0: Yes, it has been over the years. It's actually been a very, very good good performer. And I actually, I actually putting aside whether I think the share price is expensive or not, because that's a that's a that's a different discussion.
1: Yes,
0: but uh, it's a it's an extremely good business. I mean, it has certainly shaken up the retail space in pharmaceuticals, because I mean, I, I would think that clicks um, and Diskin must have the lion's share of that market. The poor mom and pop stores are almost not around anymore. Yeah, and I know I know I know some of the other big retailers do have uh you know a pharmaceutical offering but it, it doesn't come close and certainly clicks has always been like this but what this has done over the years is they start offering other products to their customers
1: okay which which is a sort of it's, it's 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 almost like the clicks model do you remember when you went you to go to clicks and it was a very confusing shop you would have irons next to vitamin pills and that sort of thing. And then David Neal from Boots in the UK came over and he shook the place up and then he cleverly put the pharmacy outlet at the back. So you have to walk to the back, past all these nice shiny goods and uh, potions and lotions and and things like that. And then walk back to the till and then you get more stuff at the till. Is that what Discam is doing? It's adding adding a a wider variety uh, to its portfolio. Well,
0: look, I've... I only know the one discim I I don't go to Dyskem often, and I've only ever been to the one Dyskem shop. But as you walk in, all the medicines and the pharmacies on your right, then on the left is all the cosmetics and the fluffy sandals and all the other stuff they're selling on the left. Yes. So they've also seemed to have segregated it. But there's one unique thing, or maybe not unique, but an unusual thing about Discim. What's that? is that when you walk in there, when you walk in there, the customers actually look happy. And I find it uh, I find it a little bit odd, not because customers are happy, but I find it odd that you're happy going to shop for your medicines. But a lot of people are fascinated with their health. So obviously they enjoy it because you go in there, they're actually happy-looking customers.
1: Ooh, i tell you who does go there quite a lot, and that's our friend Shapiro. He loves it.
0: And I must admit, I bought, I was starving one day and I was in Diskin. And um, I bought one of their like health food, you know, pre cooked meals just to put in the microwave quickly when I got home because I was absolutely starving. When in fact, when I got to the garage, I was absolutely starving. And it was very tasty, even though normally I would never buy anything vaguely healthy. But it was actually very nice.
1: Yeah, no, you mustn't be hard on yourself. Okay, you could uh, boost your vegetable intake a little bit more. And fruit, I don't know what your attitude towards fruit is.
0: But certainly I, I don't, don't... No, I, I don't like fruit. I so, don't eat fruit.
1: So you don't eat fruit or vegetables?
0: Yeah, I, I cannot recall when last I ate an apple or an orange. I, I can't actually remember. It was probably when I was at school. And I I know for sure I haven't... I cannot recall having ever eaten a banana either.
1: No, no, I, I agree with you on the bananas.
0: And when and was then, the last time you had a green vegetable? No, no, I do I do have I do have I have peas. I have yeah, peas. That, that doesn't really That's count. That's a vegetable. I, I had it, it on Sunday. And, and and they aren't they aren't the mushies either. They were nice crisp peas. They're not they're not they're not, they're not the mushies.
1: How about um, Wayne, how about broccoli or spinach?
0: Spinach isn't bad as long as it's smothered with something. <laughs> And then broccoli, I I don't like broccoli, but my dog loves broccoli. So every time we go for our Sunday roast and they have broccoli, the dog gets the broccoli Mm. and he absolutely loves it. He loves it. The first time we gave him broccoli, he took it out of his dog dish and put it on the floor at the side of his dog dish. And he thought, ooh, he's segregating it because he doesn't like it. He doesn't want it to taint his other food. But he was actually putting it aside because he came back to it last and normally a dog just chows, you know, there's no great finesse there. But he actually nibbled delicately on the broccoli. He absolutely loves broccoli. And I looked up, it's, as long as you're not giving a dog more than 40% of its diet in broccoli, which clearly I'm not, No, it's actually quite good for them. Yeah, it's so good. he but, likes broccoli.
1: But it's interesting that he takes it out of his bowl and, and, and puts it aside and then eats it last. Puts it
0: on the side and he saves it for last. You see, I've, I was also astonished when I saw this.
1: As, there's a person that's um, going to be editing this podcast, Wayne. Who I, 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 I've seen him. He sits down with a, a big plate of food, and then there's there's chicken, there's potatoes, there's carrots, whatever else it is. But he won't eat, he won't mix it up. He won't have a mouthful of um, chicken and then a forkful of of carrot. He takes each food group, finishes it, and goes then and goes on to the next one.
0: No, no, no. I I, I swap around. But when I go to my favorite spot on Sunday, yeah, I eat the cauliflower and cheese sauce first, all right, because somehow they 've got it just right, it is delicious, the cauliflower is crunchy, and the cheese sauce has got just the right amount of cheese in it so so that and you get it nice and hot, and it is truly delicious and then you go on to the the roast potatoes and the meat and the carrots and the all the other stuff delicious craving. okay
1: i'm afraid i don't have a food story for you this week wayne but you indicated before we started this podcast yes, that you had, yes. you had a little uh, you always do but you had a, a a small food story for us
0: yeah well last night the world's greatest rugby fan oh yeah
1: he's busy is, studying how's your partner
0: no very well though but she's busy studying now oh she's taken a university course correspondence mm. and she's busy studying so she work on my computer but at about half past seven i was feeling peckish so we were well we had tacos last night oh yeah you know crisp crisp shell tacos not 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 the soft one the, the crispy shell tacos
1: right.
0: and you have it with minced meat so the mince meat was there and i thought now look i'll cook i mean i do cook now and again not often to be honest so i thought i'm going to cook so i took the mince i added a little bit of. Uh, a, a sprinkle of the thing called five gun spice.
1: Yes, I know that.
0: that sponsors rugby. That's how I know I've heard of them. Hmm. And we bought, we bought something and got a free packet with a packet of six gun spice. So I added a couple of pinches of that. And then I added some garlic and I added lots of chilli. Good. Chopped up chilli, lots of it. And then I stuck in a little bit of um, peri peri sauce, which if I cook, is always peri peri sauce in it. And the mince was really nice, but then what was fantastic is that I was scratching in the fridge there, and I and I found that I found a, a bowl of tangy guacamole. Oh, yes, Woolworths. I was
1: going to ask you that. Did you did you did you top it and with
0: guacamole? That, mm. I've, I, I, we had guacamole, little bit of cheese. I added a bit of cashews into mine because I like it with corn and. You get like a salad mix from, from Woolworths that's got, it's like a it's called, I think it's a Mexican mix, Mexican salad mix or something, mm. but it's got corn and it's got a few other things in, in it. And you chop that up finely and then you add that with the guacamole and the cashews on the nice uh, mince in the crunchy shells and it was it was truly delicious. Fantastic. I even had three of them
1: good lord ole muchacho fantastic well i can't give you any stories as i've lost my appetite since i've had covid which is still lingering by the way but i'll be i'll be back with a vengeance soon wayne thank you very much for your time wayne mccurry is a portfolio manager at fmb wealth and investment in johannesburg the views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy position